Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We failed. Period. We failed protecting the civilians. It shouldn't be happened. Not like this. Never. Not in this scale. As a colonel in the Israeli army... Having shown around one of the reporters, one of those little towns where everybody got killed and raped and beheaded and it was just awful. And he said uh, he looked pretty disappointed, as you would be. We failed. We absolutely failed. Uh, More on what's going on in Israel and Gaza coming up in a little bit. Also, the House is set to vote to try to get a speaker tomorrow. And the big development on that today is that Jim Jordan is the guy they're going to vote on. His biggest critic our most important critic in the Republican House, Mike Rogers, has now said he will endorse him. So maybe the critics, some of the critics are coming around and thinking, we got to have somebody. We just got to have somebody. We got to have we got to have a Speaker of the House, for crying out loud. So anyway, uh, that'll be tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Uh, the clown show continues. Uh, so this is getting a lot of attention, attention rather, the Journal of Pediatrics with a uh, new study published within Decline in Independent Activity as a Cause of Decline in Children's Mental Well-Being Summary of the Evidence. Bunch of PhDs. Um, and I can read some of the executive summary to you. Why are all our you. kids on an anti-anxiety medicine or this or that? That's what it's answering. Why are they gripped by fear? Why are they overwhelmed? Why are they uh, unable to overcome the difficulties of, you know, school and college and whatever else? Why can't they call and order a pizza 
They draw straws to see who has to make a phone call to talk to a human being. Take on the terrifying ideal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is no secret, they write, that rates of anxiety and depression among school-aged children and teens in the U.S. are at an all-time high. Recognizing this, the American Academy of Pediatrics and other organizations uh, issued in 2021 a joint statement to the Biden administration that child and adolescent mental health needed to be declared, quote, a national emergency. Not cause for concern or need to study, but a national emergency. Although most current discussions of the decline in youth mental health emphasize that which has occurred over the past 10 to 15 years, research indicates that the decline has been continuous over at least the last five or six decades. Although a variety of causes of this decline have been proposed by researchers and practitioners, our focus herein is on a possible cause that we believe has been insufficiently researched, discussed, and taken into account by health practitioners and policymakers. Our thesis is that a primary cause of the rise in mental disorders in a, is a decline over decades in opportunities for children and teens to play, roam, and engage in other activities independent of direct oversight and control by adults. Such independent activities may promote mental well-being through both immediate effects as a direct source of satisfaction and long-term effects by building mental characteristics that provide a foundation for dealing effectively with the stresses of life. How many parents have you heard say, when I was a kid, I ran all over the place. My parents didn't even know where I was until I came home for dinner at night when it got dark. My kids yeah, don't, don't do that, though, because, you know, child abductions and whatnot. Yeah, don't get arrested and be home for dinner were my rules. Um, and not as in evade capture by the police. Don't break the law would have been a better way to put it. <laughs> evade capture. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't break the law and be home for dinner. Don't get caught. That's the key. <laughs> Cops are everywhere. You got to be. Gotta keep your eye out. Uh, so reading on, we developed this thesis by summarizing evidence for respectively one, a large decline over decades in children's opportunities for independent activity two, a large decline over the same decades in young people's mental health. Three, effects of independent activity on children's immediate happiness and four effects of independent activity in building long term psychological resilience. Then we discussed the relation uh, of independent activity to well-being from the perspectives of self-determination theory and evolutionary mismatch. And then in the final two sections, we briefly review the evidence cited, comment on some other putative that, causes of declining mental health, and have some suggestions. That last thing you just said, say that again. Not this thing, the thing before, the evolutionary mismatch. And Yeah, I don't know what that means, okay. honestly. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to I, look I, into I that. That's interesting. Guess, yeah, I could guess what I'd be guessing. Um, then they go on to write, those of us old enough to have been children in the 1970s or earlier know from experience that children then had far more freedom to roam, play, and engage in various activities independently of adults than children do today. Not research even close. And research has confirmed that our memories are not distorted. And they go into their methodology of digging into uh, all sorts of academic and popular uh, publications during the 20th century. Um, let's see. The uh, They cite a scientist, a woman. She found that earlier articles portrayed a world in which children spent much time with other children away from adults, walked or biked to school alone or with friends from as uh, young an age as five years, contributed meaningfully through chores to the household economy, and by age 11 or 12 often had part-time jobs such as babysitting or paper routes. I was a caddy and had a paper route. 
uh, performed without direct adult oversight. Yeah, that's right. I went off and delivered the papers I was supposed to. Over time, however, beginning in the 1960s and accelerating in the 1980s, this is where the adults in the room come into the picture. These kids did not raise themselves. Uh, accelerating in the 80s, the implicit understanding shifted from that of children as competent, responsible, and resilient to the opposite, as advice focused increasingly on children's needs for supervision and protection. Rutherford, the uh, fair, uh, aforementioned uh, female scientist, noted, as other reviewers have, that in some respects, such as freedom to choose what they wear or eat, children have gained autonomy over the decades. Ah, what is decli- that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, What has declined specifically is children's freedom to engage in activities that involve some degree of risk and personal responsibility away from adults. And as you might expect, the uh, study, which is quite long and goes into depth about the uh, evidence, um, comes to the conclusion that you might think it does. They're directly tied. I, I think it was in the coddling of the American mind, that genius work of literature that ought to be in every home in America and every school, um, Lukianoff and Haidt, uh, describing eloquently, and I wish I had it at hand, I wish I'd thought of this, um, describing what is learned when a group of kids comes together they invent a game. Now, maybe they're just playing baseball, but anybody who ever played pickup baseball games as a kid, for instance, or, uh, you know, for girls who are into more girly games, you can come up with your own, uh, you know, uh, parallel examples. I was hanging out with the dudes, so I don't know exactly what they were, but um, even if you're just playing baseball, you're probably playing in a backyard or on a field even, but you have insufficient guys to play the regular rules, you've got to reinvent the game. You've got to come up with new rules. Then you've got to enforce those rules. Then you've got to deal with the problems when somebody uh, disagrees with the rules or gets angry or whatever. And it's all done by y'all, the kids, without coaches and parents sweeping in from the sidelines to sort it all out. We, it's an enormous learning experience. We played two-on-two softball, so you had to have the, the only way it would work is have the bases so far apart. <laughs> you had to run so far. The other, but that's you know, creativity. That's great. One guy chasing the ball. You know, it's funny, just as a uh, as a tangent, I remember several times when I was uh, a young lad and an avid baseball player, uh, we're shorthanded today. Is Gladys off with Michael? Are they traveling together? I've heard that, you know, that rumor has gone around. It's a thruple? Anyway. Oh, Lord. Um. Gladys is in a thruple with Michael and his wife on their anniversary. That, that seems wrong. Great, Scott. Uh, anyway, I remember so vividly, vividly uh, as my buddies and I were trying to work out some dispute over the rules, uh, my mom coming to the back door and saying, you need to stop yelling, all right? Figure this out without yelling at each other. I'm tired of hearing it. And then she went back in. And we dropped our voices because we'd been so obnoxious and, and worked out the problem. I've also heard it said that you cannot possibly... Be ready to move into young adulthood and adulthood unless you've been lost twice and figured out how to get where you needed to be. That is such an enormous skill because That's... when you run into an uh, unforeseen and unexpected, even a scary situation, you think, okay, I've, I've developed, I know I can figure this out because I've figured it out before. That's why I do this every weekend. Did it Saturday night. Drive my kids blindfolded out into the middle of the woods, push them out of the right. car, and speed sure. away. 
I remember that time you dropped them in Ely, Nevada, and they had to find their way back. But by God, they're resilient. (laughs) But to get back to a semi-serious point, could there be a better description of the opposite of anxiety being, all right, I've dealt with this sort of thing before. I figured it out then. I'll bet I can figure it out now. So, and it obviously fits in with the whole playgrounds being too safe because there are no decisions to make there about should i climb up on this or not there's nothing to climb up on they've taken them all away yeah you can walk slowly across the grass if you like Uh, (laughs) i'm reminded of that uh, article that came out last year that german insurance companies having studied this carefully were insisting that playgrounds revert to being somewhat risky because they'd figured out in their own science and and insurance companies are very scientific about why they're making money or why they're not they figured out our kids are growing up without being able to assess risk they can't figure out what they ought to be doing so do you think this is catching on enough that people are actually going to start changing the way i have um Start changing the way they parent? I would hope so. I'm always a little discouraged at the lack of penetration something like this has into society. What percentage of people actually hear these words? Never mind who decide, you know, this is so true and so important. I'm going to overcome my legitimate protective fears, and I'm going to give my kids more freedom. Um, I hope a lot of people do. I did it more than I thought I would. It's just it's so weird. Like, I... I talked about it at the time. You see all the, you, like, you don't think about it, but then you see all the other parents doing it, and you think, wow, am I being a crazy person by letting my kid go do that? And nobody else is. Um, so that, you know. Right. Which is kind sure. of the way we're built, is to uh, take in community knowledge like that. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm a middle child and I bring people together. Um, I don't, I'm not coming at this, like, to judge parents harshly. Because, as you pointed out, these are fairly legitimate impulses. Sometimes you can overdo a legitimate impulse. And we have a media apparatus that is designed to scare the S out of you for profit. To convince you that the boogeyman is outside the door. Because nobody has ever tuned out of a news report that included, by the way, the boogeyman's right outside your door. So we've got a for-profit culture of fear, uh, among other things. Uh, I went digging into this to find more about this study, and, and I'll, I'll see if I can chop it up and bring you some parts that are easily digestible. Um, but neuroscience.news.com had a big feature on the same thing, um, and, and, and they quote folks from that end of the world of science who believe it completely as well. Yeah, and they called it a national emergency. I'd say it is. When you got so many kids on all these different medications... Unable to leave their home, staying at home when they grow up, because we well, we didn't let them live their lives. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I would put this in the category of indisputable truth. Yeah, I'd like to talk more about what got us here, why we did this, but we're out of time, and we got to do our one-hour tribute to Suzanne Summers. We've got that coming up. An hour, or is it an hour and a half? It's 90 minutes. 90-minute tribute to Suzanne Summers on the way. Including a 10-minute dance routine I've prepared that I think will wow you. Got your leg warmers on. You're ready to go. (laughs) More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say a word. I am here in person to make something crystal clear. America's support for Israel is ironclad. That seems to be the uh, position of the administration. They have not allowed any wiggle room whatsoever from the president to the secretary of defense to the secretary of state there. So more on that coming up in a little bit. We've sent another aircraft carrier group to the region trying to discourage Iran and Hezbollah from jumping in, but more on that coming up. So I was thinking about our discussion in the last segment about these uh, studies that are coming out, pointing out that it's the no independent play who that's a huge, perhaps primary cause, well, almost certainly a primary cause in the decline of kids' mental health. So awful. And, what a terrible thing to do to our kids. Yeah, I know. It's a, I, I used to jokingly use the term a nation of veal calves. I was uh, nearer right than I realized. But again, they didn't construct their own cage. Uh, but I was thinking about, all right, how do we, uh, again, in, in trying to give parents uh, a way to work toward this and overcome their own fears? Because this is not about the kids' fears. It's about parents' fears at its base. And I was picturing, you know, you bring them to a, a park and you have them play in an area. You can observe them, but you keep your hands off. And you're not going to intercede. You're not going to settle their disputes. You're not going to do anything. And I had the thought, unless there's violence. <clears throat> and then I remembered on a couple of occasions uh, when getting into arguments with friends or acquaintances or whatever over games, there were times that fisticuffs broke out. And speaking for myself, because I was once or twice involved in them, I learned very quickly how little violence solves. And, and what a futile way that is to settle a dispute. Now, it's a good way to fend off a specific physical threat, but that it was a personal failing when I, for instance, decided I'm going to throw a punch. And I also learned that uh, 
I'm just not made to be a fighter. <laughs> I don't have very big fists and short arms, and I got a decent brain, and maybe I ought to use my brain instead of my fists. I would not have learned that had I not gotten in those scrapes. And I wonder whether, and I'm not for violence. I'm certainly, I've, I've despised bullying even when I was a kid. I wonder if part of the reason so many frustrated, angry kids resort to violence is they've never gone through the process of violence or no. Mm. When does violence work? When doesn't it? Do I like violence? Do I abhor violence? Or or introducing it and having it not work out the way you thought it would. Exactly. Throwing a That's punch a is different than receiving a punch. Yes, indeed. And sometimes that scrappy little guy is going to you know hurt you good. Um, they've never dealt with high-level conflict rev- resolution. I don't mean high-level like you're sitting down with Xi Jinping. I'm talking about everybody's really hot right now. How do you resolve that conflict when you yourself are angry? They don't work through that. So we it's kind of interesting that we did the kids can't go out and play by themselves at the same time that car seats, seat belts, helmets, and all those things are a good idea. But it happened mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, which once again reinforces to you as a young person, the world is very, very dangerous. You need to have all these helmets and pads and belts and special seats and all these things all the time because it is so dangerous just to be a human being all happened at the same time i'm reminded of one of the most legendary golf teachers of all time who said if i tell you to take two aspirin don't swallow the whole bottle armstrong and getty enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The situation is just getting more and more tense. We are on the brink of a ground invasion from Israel, which could happen at any moment now. Can you put this in historical context for us? Uh, well, two pieces of history that really matter here. One is this is the biggest military conflict that we will have seen in 50 years, uh, 1973. Um, and uh, the difference is at that point, Israel was facing an existential threat. 
could it potentially continue to survive as a state? That is not the case here. Instead, the relevant history for the Israelis is this is the biggest attack against Jews worldwide since the Holocaust. And, you know, in addition to 1,400 Israelis, mostly civilians, killed, you also have a call up of 360,000 reservists to fight in the war. That's 4% of the entire Israeli population. That's really quite amazing. 360,000 people called up. Wow. So I was reading Tom Friedman in the New York Times. He's been writing practically every day. He said, I believe one reason Hamas not only launched this assault now, but also seemingly ordered it to be as murderous as possible, was to trigger an Israeli overreaction, like an invasion of the Gaza Strip that would lead to massive Palestinian civilian casualties and in that way, force Saudi Arabia to back away from the uh, the deal with Israel. I really feel like the mainstream media is missing the fact that Hamas does not care about the Palestinians at all. At least not on an individual basis, like, you know, men, women, and children. They're the ones, it would seem over the weekend, that uh, launched a couple of attacks to to keep the Palestinians from heading south and moving out of the way. Which is horrifying. Well, and when you're trying to figure out what to do, you got to keep your first principles in mind. And their first principle is wipe Israel off the map. So if, if provoking an overreaction will aid that, well, the, the civilians have got to sacrifice. Sorry. The essence of Hamas's message to Netanyahu... And his coalition is, we will force you to lose your minds and do crazy things to Gaza that force the Arab world to back away from you. Pay attention, Friedman writes. Hamas did not send operatives to the Israeli-occupied West Bank, which politically would make more sense. You need to get out of here. To attack Jewish settlements, it focused its onslaught on Israeli villages and kibbutz farms that were not part of the Israeli-occupied West Bank. These were the homes of the people of the pre-1967 Israel, democratic Israel, liberal Israel, living in peaceful um, villages and going to life-loving disco parties. I heard it described as they almost went out of their way to pick the people most um, sympathetic to them. Sympathetic to the Palestinians, anyway. These little wow. farms right on the border. The whole point. The the whole point of that whole thing is: look, we can live side by side in peace. And that uh, music festival is actually a peace music festival. That was a whole bunch of hippies. That I guarantee you, because there's disagreements within Israel. Obviously, if you follow their politics, these are the people most likely to think that their government has overreacted and the settlers shouldn't be there and the Palestinians have rights too. Those were the people that got murdered in the desert. And right. had their kids murdered. Yeah, it's just awful. Well, there's so much misinformation and disinformation battling uh, in this whole story. I mean, for instance, the the question of the occupied territories. If you go back, without giving you the complete history lesson, if you go back to a couple of the big wars against Israel that were launched by the surrounding Arab countries, Israel got invaded by military forces intent on wiping them off the map. They responded and won. And then they seized territory saying, yeah, we've got to uh, expand our security perimeter past where it was because y'all just invaded us. And then 
Those who did the invading or are the modern incarnations of them now say, hey, you grabbed up that territory. There was a treaty that said your borders are here. We got to go back to the treaty. Yeah, no, says Israel. No, y'all, we didn't invade you. Y'all invaded us. These are the new borders. See, that's getting back to discussing fistfights and violence sometimes doesn't end the way you think it's gonna. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't end the way the Arab states thought it was going to. A New York Times article from Friedman argues with Israeli now has license to out crazy Hamas because of the horror that was brought onto him. But the familiar pattern from the past where Israel and its enemies engage in a propaganda war in which the Israeli side is held to a much higher standard is currently repeating itself with potentially big implications. And that is exactly what's going to happen as soon as the ground war starts. And you're already seeing a lot of the awful, admittedly awful videos coming out of Gaza with a whole bunch of families carrying their babies down the street and trying to get into hospitals, and all of a sudden it's horrible. But mm-hmm. Held to a higher standard than the Israeli. The Israelis are held to a higher standard than Hamas is, which is just, well, they're, 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 they're representing the, the anger of the Palestinian people. Okay, so you believe in a collective anger, but not in a collective response. Okay, well, that's certainly having it both ways. Yeah, that's funny how that goes, isn't it? And uh, having been alerted to it earlier in the show, watch how often uh, the the arguments take a, a pro and anti capitalism uh, bent, or just a underdog overdog bent. The Israelis are more powerful, so they must be the evil side. It's all just dopey, and and ignores the reality of so much of this. Uh, so anyway. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about it. Quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Right now, fall has arrived. A lot of us have busier routines. Maybe you have kids at school, soccer practices, and your home is sitting empty and vulnerable. That's why we recommend Simply Safe Home Security and the revolutionary home monitoring innovation called 24 7 Live Guard Protection. Yeah, you can get a brand new system today for 40% off, which is pretty awesome. You know, experts love Simply Safe. It was named the best home security system of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely, and it's so high-tech. 24-7 Live Guard Protection, new smart alarm indoor camera works seamlessly. It's part of the Simply Safe system to keep your whole home safe from break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Get that special offer today. Go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash armstrong. You customize the system for your home and your needs. It's not one size fits all. You need flood protection? They've got the sensors. If not, don't bother. Go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, yeah, we sent another aircraft carrier. We now have two aircraft carriers there that come with all the other ships that you got to have around them to supply them and protect them and that sort of thing. All with the idea of discouraging Hezbollah and Iran from getting involved at this. Uh, in this, although that's still a, a pretty decent possibility. Egypt is going to allow some fuel in as the hospitals in Gaza were supposed to run out of fuel in the next 24 hours. It's always a tough one. I mean, that's the whole point of the pressure, right? To get to, to get something to happen with the overarching statement still being, and again, this is not reported enough in the press, Israel is saying out loud, give the hostages back, you get your water and your electricity back. It's that mm-hmm. simple. I wonder if Israel lets that fuel go through. I assume it's being trucked in or something like that. Because if you're laying siege, you lay siege. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I was going to make another point on that topic. I can't remember. Eh, it'll pop back into my head. Uh, Israel's failure 
in terms of self-defense has been discussed a bit, and they will be unwinding that for a very long time to come. But the other side of that coin is Hamas's intelligence success. And the oh, more I learn wow. about that, the more yeah. shocking it is. Yeah, it's amazing. Did they have inside help or spies? Certainly something like, like that. Yeah, the, the amount of information they had about who was where and like individual buildings and what rooms to go to and what doors might be unlocked and just way, way too much intelligence about Israel, given the fact that Israel is supposed to be like the best in the world at that sort of thing. For instance, as reported by the New York Times, the 10 gunmen from Gaza knew exactly how to find the Israeli intelligence hub and how to get inside. They crossed into Israel, headed east on five motorcycles, two gunmen on each uh, shooting at passing civilian cars. As they pressed forward, as it's been discovered, their marching orders were kill as many civilians as possible, and those you don't kill, take hostage. Anyway, 10 miles later, they veered off the road into a stretch of woodland, dismounting outside an unmanned gate to a military base, blew open the barrier, entered the base, paused to take a group selfie. Oh. Then they shot dead an unarmed Israeli soldier dressed in a T-shirt, Somehow they knew it would seem he would be unarmed. And for a moment, uh, they consulted a color-coded map of the complex. Reoriented, they found an unlocked door to a fortified building. Once inside, they entered a room filled with computers, the military intelligence hub. Under a bed in the room, they found two soldiers taking shelter. They shot both dead. All of this uh, captured on the helmet cam, head cam of a gunman who was uh, later killed. Um According to the New York Times, they provide chilling details of how Hamas um, meticulously planned and had extraordinary awareness of Israel's secrets and weaknesses. Hamas and its allies overwhelmed the length of Israel's front with Gaza shortly after dawn, shocking a nation that's long taken the superiority of its military as an act of faith. They used drones to knock out key surveillance and communication towers, which imposed vast blind spots on the Israeli military. With explosives and tractors, they blew open gaps in the border barricades, allowing 200 attackers to pour through in the first wave and another 1,800 later that day, officials say. On motorcycles and in pickup trucks, the assailants surged into Israel, overwhelming at least eight military bases and waging terrorist attacks against civilians in more than 15 villages and cities. Yeah, and when I hear that, I just think, I hope we don't have this story about us someday. We, uh, we take as a matter of faith our superior military and intelligence capabilities also. I sh- right. sure hate to have a day like this in the United States someday where it turns out, hey, China knew everything and turned off all our communication stuff and invaded here and there and blew up this and that. Shocking, isn't it? I think that's so likely I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. You know how we're often saying if you see something online that just seems a little too perfect... It, it's probably fake. Look what website it's from, what the source is, right? Some quote from George Washington talking about how the, the space shuttle was overrated or something like that. <laughs> be, <clears throat> you know, be more skeptical than that. Well, I will admit the first time I saw the interview of the Hamas leader um, doing a televised interview, it came out Monday, I think fairly late in the day last week, or maybe Tuesday by the time I saw it. 
uh, I thought, wait a minute, that's a little too perfect. I'm relying on this translation on screen in which the Hamas leader says, we made the Israelis think we're busy governing Gaza. This is a quote. All the while, under the table, Hamas was preparing for this big attack. And I saw that video and I thought, ah, it's a little too perfect. No, it turns out it's 100% legitimate. They were acting like a partner and negotiating, like we're becoming a government. I think we can live in peace side by side, all the while planning to slaughter as many civilians, children, pregnant ladies, and abduct as many innocents as they possibly could. Keep that in mind next time you hear somebody say, Israel's uh, retaliation must be proportionate. Uh, They can't overdo it. uh, The people are suffering in Gaza. What's Israel supposed to do? That's what I go back to saying. Well, maybe we'll negotiate. That's the question I was yelling at the TV, watching some of the uh, interviews yesterday when people would talk that way. I wanted to say to AOC or various people, "What should they do? What What is their other option?" Yeah, it is awful to lay siege to Palestine, and there's a whole bunch of families there whose little kids got nothing to do with it. Similar to those little kids in Israel that got murdered that had nothing to do with it. But what are they supposed to do? What would you do? If you'd just been attacked that way, what are your options? What do you think we would do, the United States? And how enthusiastic would people be about it? A sane people. Pretty damned enthusiastic. Right. You can text us anytime, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They've endured an agony of not knowing what's happened. Not the same thing, but I can tell you what it's like. It's one thing to lose someone you know you're going to lose and be there with them and hold their hands, like I was able to do with my son. It's a very other thing to get a phone call, like I got years ago, saying there's been an accident. Your wife and daughter are dead. I'm not sure. Your boys are going to make it. The uncertainty of those two or three hours trying to get back to find out. It's the worst feeling in the world. It's gut-wrenching. 
Well, it took a few days, but uh, the great Graham POTUS found a way to make the attack on Israel about him, or at least center himself in the discussion. Once again, trying to relate how he uh, he understands how those Israeli families feel. His wife and kids were killed in a car wreck. But, yeah, it's interesting how he always goes there. Not just, like, occasionally. Always. Uh, but I would say that some of my favorite pundits who are the biggest critics of Joe Biden constantly about everything have been very pleased with a couple of his speeches and his overall attitude toward Israel and the support and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of quick texts. So, first of all, the uh, Israelis are evacuating 28 Israeli communities near the northern border. So they must think there's something to worry about up there with Hezbollah. And we send another aircraft carrier. I wonder if we have some information that, like we aren't telling the world about. Uh, we got this as far as the gas being let in or the fuel being let into Gaza, perhaps through that gate with Egypt. Do you really think that Hamas will use that fuel for the hospitals? Or do you think it's going to go to run the generators in their tunnels? Yeah, that's always the, that's always the question, isn't it? What's their first principle? Wipe Israel off the map. Right. The fuel will go to serve well, that principle. Well, right. The, well, that and the whole point of murdering babies was to provoke a horrifying reaction. You help provoke a horrifying reaction by watching Palestinians die in hospitals with no lights or electricity. Right. So you have no interest um, for a number of reasons in helping out that situation. And fuel is fungible just like money is. Um uh, and also we got this text, or I saw this tweet over the weekend. Number of Palestinian refugees being taken in by Arab countries, zero. Number of Ukrainian refugees taken in by European countries, six million. Yeah, a lot of our college kids care more about the Palestinians than neighboring countries who claim to care about it. Right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you see uh, that recent interview Henry Kissinger did? I think it was can't remember who it was with but he was talking about in the wake of the attack on israel the situation some of the german or uh, european capitals where protesters pro uh, hamas protesters were winning the day and occupying squares and the horror of that and and the ancient kissinger is now what 9900 years old i think he was 25 when israel became a country Wow, he's Biden old. Anyway, um, he was saying, and I'm not sure if he's just got the old man, I don't care anymore thing going, but he croaked out very slowly, as is his practice, that the European countries made a serious mistake in letting in too many refugees from Muslim countries, that they now have within their countries uh, major factions and pressure groups that are operating with priorities that are not the priorities of Germany traditionally or France or Italy. It was remarkably blunt. Yeah, that's interesting and probably true. And France certainly seemed to be concerned about it after the murder of a a Jewish teacher on Friday when they put 7,000 troops on the streets over the weekend. We've kind of gotten away in the last, uh, gosh, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, from the discussion about how much of this stuff is about religion right. slash tribe. Right. Also left out of this whole discussion all the time, too. They killed them because they're Jews. Mm-hmm. That's why Hamas killed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's partly about the land, but it's it's you know it's the the tribal religious thing too. And do you think it's a coincidence that Dearborn and Hamtramck, Michigan, that have the largest uh, populations of Muslims by percentage in America, also had big uh, up with Hamas rallies, down with Israel? Do you think that's a coincidence? Uh, no, well, you'd have to be a moron if you did. Uh, it's clearly about religion and tribe in a way that a lot of people aren't comfortable talking about. It came out of the woodwork there for a while, post 9-11. And, of course, we had some of our leading lights say, the one thing I fear the most is an anti-Muslim backlash. And certainly, you know, nobody wants that. But I have a feeling that discussion might be restarting. Speaking of that discussion and others, corporate America that's been so political and so vocal and saying what's right and what's wrong lately, been oddly silent on this whole attack on Israel. We'll get into that. Plus... Gain-of-function research is kind of unpopular these days, and the scientists are getting frustrated as more and more people recognize, yeah, the Wuhan lab leak thing, It's even if it's not right, it sure as hell could be. We do four hours every day. If you miss a segment, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 